Welcome to another inter, uh, episode of the Luton Town International Podcast, or an Irishman, or a ten Irishman, an Englishman, as it's now known. Gav, it's a pretend you... Irishman. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's the one who doesn't live in it's, Ireland. It's, it's, it's me, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, no problem. <laughs> okay, okay uh, Mick. I'll take me in a pretend yeah. Irishman over an Englishman, so you know. Yeah, well, I was born in Luton, so that's left uh luke was about 12. So, so there's your pretend orange person hey he's been to a game this season <laughs> yeah a game that we won we should be doing a fucking whip around for me <laughs> doing whip rounds is still miss a bloody plane anyway yeah it's well for him not for me i haven't been to a game that we've won yet you haven't been to a game full stop fair enough <laughs> anyway we've got five games so i'm gonna rush through something quite quickly so Start off with the extra game. Um, all I'm going to say, I'm not going to enter any comments other than I blame Gav. So moving on to the next one because we'll come back to that one in a second. Hold on, why are we going back as far as Exeter? Has it been that long? It has been that long. Oh, but, uh, I forgot. You're you're superstitious, aren't you? He's one of no, these weird people. He's one of these weird people. Before the podcast, the day of the game, I was told before, do not do it. We lose. Mick, he's super. He's superstitious. We can't record or even talk about recording a podcast on the day of a game. Can't okay. even talk about it. If right, we even okay. mention the fact, even if we're messing and we mention the fact that we're courting. I, I think I remember that from it, the older days back in the it was sort of a good few years ago. There was no no mention of it at all, even back then. So it has lasted a while. So it has. It two- has. In my defense, the one I remember is the one we'd recorded after we conceded five to Newport. So I said, we're not doing that again. <laughs> so we then said extra. I said, no, do that. We lose. Do that. Superstitious extra. Again, we should win. We lost it. He then suggested a game for Burnley. So basically, I've told him don't even suggest it, even Jess. Yeah. So basically, anything on that is down to Gav. In my defence, you have no I defense. picked the Everton score completely yeah. right, completely right. Did on the Everton preview the show that I did with Jared, the Everton fan Jared, on that preview show, I said Luton would win two one, and we won two one. Did you think? Yeah, I'm not taking full credit for that. I'm not taking full credit for that because you know I I personally think it's it's. It, it was Mick going to the game that actually spurred us on, you know. Had to give had to give Rob Edwards a halftime team talk, you know. Mick did. That's what I think anyway. I tell you, talk. we were two one up at the time. My nerves. Yeah, were, don't fucking blow it. <laughs> my nerves were not in great state after for that game at all. It was it was a nervous enough like, just you know, sort of, just the whole game was like get over the line. Don't you know, sort of keep them out like and. and it was a nervous. It was a nervous game. Like you know, just to get over that line and get the three points, was, and and um, you know, it, it just it went on. For, it was like it was like every every second felt like a minute. You know? But it was that's the best way to describe it, really. You know. But uh, as I for mean, the extra was, game, yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, the Everton game. We're jumping around here now. Yeah. 
I was on a coach due to rail transport thing, trying to get somewhere. And we actually scored twice in the time I was in the same tunnel in London. That gives you some idea of London traffic. Yeah. I'm not spending the rest so of the season. I just want to point this out. I just want to point this out. The game that we've won this season, Mick was at, I was watching, and Nick wasn't anywhere nearby. So if we're going to be superstitious going forward, Nick, you're not allowed to watch any more games. It's a stay away from the Forest game anyway, Nick. Well, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off to Greece or something. <laughs> Oh, that's next month. That's Lions Rossi. That's different. That's the Man United game, anyway. Ah, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> anyway, I think it's a, yeah, we have sort of. Um, so yeah, the, the Everton game. We'll jump around a bit. So it's. Uh, I mean, Mick, we've got sort of. Um, we've got two sort of, two goals, both from Doughty deliveries. Sort of you know, obviously, um, one is Lockyer header that's been coming. He's probably been a better head of the ball, and the other Morris Chris delivery. And um, suddenly, this so-called pub team, according to some Everton fan who was moaning, were tuning up. Yeah, and 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 that was it, really. You know, like our set pieces were, like our corners or free kicks in. Everton were just panicked by them. I thought any time we had a set piece or corner, we could have scored. You know, it was it was unbelievable. Like we sort of we just rattled them in that in that respect. Um, I, I, you know, it was like. You just sense a real sort of urgency, you know, sort of danger we had there. Um, and, and that was it. And like, you know, Benny as well. Like, I know I'm slight, we're slightly sort of uh, biased, but I think he's brilliant. I, I think I think he offers us some angle upfield and a threat where defensive players have to really focus on him because they know if they give him an inch, he's gone, you know. And he's quick, isn't he? He yeah. is very, very quick. So. Yeah, and he's just given us that option because in the first couple of games we didn't play him, and then um, Robbie Edwards started giving him a chance, and then all of a sudden, then oh, we've got this lad that can sort of run at people and go by them, you know. Um, and I, I think it just helps us give us a bit of an out, you know, just to get up the field, and and sort of even for for, for the lads, Alfie or whatever, just to put balls up diagonal balls or just up the wing and give him something to chase and and he scares them you know he scares defenders like him you know and he's he'll get games for ireland now and you'll see him playing he's, he's always shining for for the republic of ireland and you know um we've got a real gem on our hands with him i think you know and um, alfie dohi as well like you know you know who would have thought like you talk maybe he's not going to get his chance at all with all these signs coming in but he, he's as good as ever you know he's he puts 100% in, you know, he gets stuck in, he's not afraid of going into 50-50s and stuff like that, and and he'd always whip the ball in, you know, so can't, you know, we can't fault our creation, um, you know, sort of skills in terms it's, of... It's just the finishing, isn't it? So. Yeah. And Gav, I know we're jumping back and forth games, but it's obviously on the crosses, Wolves game, um, 44 crosses, obviously it took a possibly dubious penalty for me it's a stonewall penalty all day long because joe taylor had a goal disallowed for exactly the same thing in the playoff final so if that's disallowed that's a penalty yeah pretty much uh but uh hint, tipping on uh what mick just said there as well like dowdy and Ogbeni on the left hand side since that that partnership has happened i think we've looked a lot more dangerous in games and it's no it's no surprise that most of our stuff is, is coming down the left-hand side. You know, Brown's done okay in games. He showed glimpses here or there, but Ogbené has been a revelation. And and what I think Ogbené does, does as well is, is when he's getting at defenders, 
he's making the runs that allows Doughty to either go inside him for one twos or or to go on the outside and to get the cross in. And I think like it's shown already, like we we spoke about on the podcast that a lot of new players came in and it takes a while for, for players to gel with each other and get an understanding with each other. You know, but with Doughty and Ogbeni, it seems to be happening very, very quickly. And even Ogbeni and Morris to a certain extent, it, it seems to be happening very, very quickly. But I mean, Ogbeni for me has been been the standout performer this season. And like Mick again pointed on the fact that, you know, he shines for Ireland. And if you can shine for Ireland with Stephen Kenny as a manager, you've got something. Because that guy hasn't got a fucking clue. You know, well, he, I think actually scored for Ireland, hasn't he? Hmm? I think he scored more than once for Ireland. He's, he, like, are you sure he's Irish? I'm sure he's... I'm not. <laughs> I think <laughs> Kenny's just praying that no one checks his fucking birth certificate. <laughs> like, um, you know, we've got a real fine in him. Like, he's, he's played against France and Belgium and he's, he's shone in them games, you know. Um, I, I think they, they really sort of got... They really did well to get him in, you know, from Rotherham on a free... Um, and and you know some of the transfers we've looked, we spent money on. Okay, sometimes they're on the bench and everyone and like. But I, I think Albany to me and, and he seems like the, the real bargain we've had him. You know and and and, and well, Mengi free. as well. He's free. He's definitely bargain if he's free. I mean, actually, because of course a threat. And I, I like Mengi as well. I think anytime he's come on, he's been solid. And he come on, you know, the Everton game, and he was solid. He was reliable. Like you know, there was no oh oh shit, is he gonna? Make a mess of it. Is he gonna? But it was every time he got under pressure, he was moving the ball out. He was he was not getting stuck, you know, and he wasn't panicking. He seems like a really good player as well, Mengi, and I think he's gonna grow into the team as well and get more chances. And you know, anytime he comes on, he's like he's solid, you know, and that's one thing I like about him as well. So, um, I'm gonna bring in the resident Man United fan on Mengi here because he has his own opinions about sort of not getting ahead of Maguire. That's you, Gav. I mean, if he can't get into a team ahead, of, if he can't get into a team ahead of Harry Maguire, there's, there's got to be there's got to be an aptitude somewhere. We just haven't seen it yet. Um, actually, no, we have seen it. The uh, the shot in the Spurs game, the last kick of the game. You, you don't do that. But again, like that, that's not that's that's inexperience. That's inexperience in the game. Okay, so you know, you don't, you don't, you don't. Can I just check? Are you really slagging off a 21 year old on his no. basically third game? No, sends back for his shooting. Not at all. Listen to what I said. I said it was a mistake. Inexperience. Inexperience. That's what... That, that's He's a centre-back. Him... If, if he could shoot, he would not be a centre-back, surely. Exactly. That's why you don't shoot. The last kick of the game. You hold on to the ball, you keep possession, you move it around, you try to get, you try to get another cross into the box because that's where we were most dangerous. That's where we have been most dangerous all season. You know? And it's an experience. That's all it is. It's an experience. I agree with Mick. I think he's, like, again, someone who was a free transfer. You know, it's... It's, it's he's been he's been good he's been good in the games that he came in considering like some of the money that we spent out some of the players that we spent that money on who have yet to show anything near what they should be capable of i.e chong giles yeah i like chong no sorry i like I'm disagree on this one, I, I know i know like um he's he's got a good passing He's he's good under pressure as well, and he does put ball. You know, sort of he's he's a good passer as well. Now, physical wise, he's not inclined to go at people and batter exactly. them down. That's the problem. And you know, maybe maybe sort of he needs to bring that sort of intent. You know, you know where he's going at. He's he's winning. You know, he's he's going into tackles or he's putting himself about a bit more. But um, he he can offer something. I think we I think Robbie 
Edwards can get him to fit in somewhere. You know, it might not be all the time, but I, I think, you know, he's he's not a bad player. I don't think, but he's not. There's a reason why he never sort of um, sort of pushed on at United and and had to go to Birmingham. But I, I still remember from the time he tore us apart. Um, when we we were it was like every time he got the ball, please don't let him get the ball. And like he just went past defenders and everything. And if we can see that at some point. <laughs> I think we've been seeing that a bit more since becoming on substitutes. It's, you know, he's, he's running at people. He's coming, you know, creating something. He is running. He does have some decent pace on him. It's um, And I don't think he's a starter at the moment. But I think as a sub, he's not a bad option to try and change the game. Yeah. And, and, and he was tracking back so as you know well. What? Do you know where I wouldn't mind seeing him? Where I wouldn't mind seeing him play in the Jacob Brown role, because I actually think he's got pace; he can get at defenders. Yeah. As you said, his passing's decent. His crossing's actually pretty decent too. You know, I'd be a little bit worried about the defensive aspect of it. Would he leave Kabore too open? You know, to be and, and let's well, face I'd it, Kabore, 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 Kabore against right. against Burnley was it, was it against Burnley was shocking, yeah, absolutely shocking. You know, but th that worries me a little bit, but. I wouldn't I, like that's an option. I wouldn't mind seeing that because I I think it would be to me if you could get Impanzu's intensity and Chong's passing. You've got the player there. You've got a perfect player, but obviously you can't play the two of them at once. You know, so maybe if if you can't and get the two of them into the team, it's going to be Chong out on that right hand side and Impanzu in the center. But we are like I think we were talking before the before the Tottenham game, Nick and I. Said like I picked my team for that I, I thought should play against Tottenham, and the one area I said I had a problem picking was midfield. Like yeah. Nakamba is an obvious, you know, Nakamba is an obvious. Ogbeni was an obvious, you know, if we're going to play that five four one or five two three or whatever, whatever is, or yeah. four, whatever way you want to put it. Yeah, Ogbeni is a definite on the left with uh, Dowdy behind them, but picking that other midfielder beside Nakamba was difficult. Because right now Barkley's shown nowhere close to what he should be able to do, given his pedigree. Barkley's not been anywhere near fit. I think when he came on, he wasn't fit. Yeah, I don't see that in the past. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I and then to Barkley, Gavin, and anyone else as well. I can, you know, I think it takes players two or three games to get into the rhythm and sort of, you know, even Nakamba at the start of the season, he was the first few games. It was like, where's where is the Nakamba we know? And I I I think. Barkley's going to need some game time before we see anything. You know, he was very rusty enough when he came out. Uh, you know, on on the last game, um, Spurs. But um, we just need to give him game time and see what. But hopefully, he can do something for us. Um, mm -hmm. geez, geez, and you know, you look at Osho. He's I think he's back training now again. And like these players coming back, they're going to take three or four games to to adjust to to any sort of first team football level. Like you know as well. So was it? We got a was it like a season ago or maybe a little bit more? Yeah. Was it like a season ago or a little bit more that people were like, Osho should be gone? Osho shouldn't be starting? And this was the way we were in the championship? Yeah. Was, yeah, he was like back. We're all looking forward to him coming back. He was sort of like, and then he sort of, I think he, he matured a lot, like, in, and sort of, you know, and there was a couple of games where he's given passes away, you know, that you shouldn't have been put inside, you know, cross field passes or whatever and getting caught. Um, but I think towards the end of last season, he sort of really come on. He was like a rock for us, you know, and, I'll, I'll tell you, his, his turning point among the fans, everything else, was the game against the Scum in April. Mm, yeah, he was yeah. always kind of thinking, right, it's dubious he's got mistaken him. He scores against the Scum, that's it, that's legend stays confirmed. And then, of course, he scored in the playoffs final as well. So he gives you that goal threat. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the um, Edwards Edwards hiring helped them as well? Because I know like it kind of came across that Jones wasn't overly fond of him or didn't really know where his best position was. Because I know in a couple of games he played as defensive midfielder and then he was defend that uh, center back and then like it, it seemed as if it seemed as if uh, Jones didn't really have didn't really know where where he he was where he fit in. To the side, he was more just a utility player that I can play in different positions if need be. Where when Edwards came in, it was very much a case of you're one of my starting three center backs. That may have helped. I mean, that's a, it's a big call for starting three center backs because a lot of the fans probably didn't see him as starting three center back originally from that. And it's obviously we've yet to see how he adjusts the Premier League when he comes in, but with the way we pick up tips offensive injuries, it's not a bad thing. Um, mm. right. We'll skip the Wolves game apart from um, Adebayo's goal, which is the first one to get. Um, Burnley. Hmm? But, yeah, Burnley, Burnley not Wolves. Yeah, so we've done Wolves. Um, so, right, on to the Tottenham game. Uh, Mick, a game we should have been possibly 3-4-0 down by half-time, but still at half-time and with a big chance. Yeah, it was it was scary the first 20 minutes. Um, absolutely scary. Um, it was just like, we're, gonna, we're not going to weather the storm. And we did. And we sort of come out a bit. We've sort of figured ourselves out now. Uh, Robbie Edwards, in, in one of his in his post-match interviews, he said they didn't have a, much time to look at sort of change the formation around. And I think they didn't have too many days to practice it. And he was sort of happy with how they sort of adjusted after once they settled in. But we were sort of shocked. We were at sea for the first twenty minutes, and then we started to find that we could get at Tottenham and we could move the ball up the field and we could keep it and pass it, and we started to click a little bit. And and that was really good. And you know, and I, I think even when it was, you know, once before the um the dive uh for simulation by you know uh, at the edge of the box that was like it was Bazuma. That, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> the player on the booking, that was absolutely brainless. It was but I I still think we could have got something out of that. Like, you know, um it was a good enough game. There was Spurs were getting a good chance for chances, but we were able to get at them as well and sort of get stuff down the other end. Now it was it was mostly Spurs, but we were still we were we were holding out well, we were defending well, and we were hitting them on the counter and sort of working that way and using Og Benny as a channel and you know and that was that was all right, you know. And I think once the man got sent off, we had about probably about twenty minutes in the second half before. Uh, Spurs readjusted things and we were really going at them and we were really looking like we were going to score and then next thing the subs came on the formation chain to put more defenders in the back and they, they, they dug in and we couldn't get at them and we just lost all the I, men I think they made the subs after they'd scored it was uh, yeah. after, after Miss Charleston I mean Gav, Gav obviously the um, the big chance was um, I've, I've got a theory here I mean, we'll see another chance we're going to be talking about I think we've got chances, we're creating chances, but almost falling to the wrong people. Like um, Adebayo's chance, obviously tries to put it there. Carlson buries that. You've got Brown's header. Elijah buries that. It's um, it's just slightly frustrating. We're creating the chances, but we're just not finishing them. We'll get them on target. So I want to ask you a question, Nick. Mick, if you know the answer, you can, you can chime in as well. Last year in the championship, in our first eight games, how many goals did we score? Well, Cleve, you Cleve looked into that, and I've not bothered. So yeah, go yes, on. Yes, I have. Yeah, seven. I was going to say four. The year before, the year before, twelve. The year before, seven. We're not notorious for getting off to good starts with goals. Yeah. I am convinced at some point this is all going to click. 
it's got to be this this appointment's gonna come after. Actually, if you look at the league, we're 12th on the table in terms of some you know shots. We're 20th in terms of shots on target, but if you get the shots, you get the chances, something's gotta happen at some point, surely. Yeah, I'm convinced at some point it's gonna click. I think it might be the forest game. I don't want to jinx us, but I think it might be the forest game. But at, at some point, I think this is gonna click. Like the Eli chance again again against Spurs. I agree with you. Like, I do think Morris scores that, but I think the reason why Morris scores that is because as I've talked about previous on this podcast, when during the offseason, I was worried how is Carlton going to adjust to the Premier League? Like, what, what are defenders going to look at and go, well, he scored most of his goals with, head, with his header or he scored most of his goals with his right boot or most of his goals with his left boot. How are we going to stop him? We push him to his, if it's if it's always right foot, we're going to push him to his left foot. If it's always left foot, we're going to push him to the right foot. We're going to try to dominate everything in the air. But the problem with Morris was last year, he scored nearly an equal amount of goals using head, left foot and right foot. So there was no real weakness. Like he can hit with his left, he can hit with his right. He, he's good in the air, you know. So I, I that 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 helped me. That 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 calmed me down on the fact that you know Morris might be fine in this division. Eloy is predominantly right foot. Like if you look at his goals, it's right foot, you know, or in the air. So when that ball came across him, instead of just going with your left foot, he tries to go with his right foot, and that's where the problem lies. So I agree with you. I think if that's Morris, Morris goes with his left foot and scores. Now in saying that. Club have put out a statement today saying that Eloy was the subject of some racist abuse after the game. And obviously, I don't know where that has come from, whether it's from a Luton fan, a Tottenham fan, a random fan, whatever it is. But if it's, and I'm just saying this because I do not know, but if it is a Luton fan, they should be banned for life. Absolutely. That is just not I acceptable. Think, whoever it is, an absolute, is an absolute fucking bed end. And he's I a think, twat. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And I, d- I don't know who it was, so I'm not going to spectate on who it was. Whoever it was, though, they just don't shouldn't be allowed. Access have a word with yourself. Yeah, have a word with themselves. Yeah. Throw themselves a cliff. Have a word with yourself. Like, um, you know, it, it's it's you know he's doing a job for Luton. He's 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 going out on that field wearing the the shirt. You know, and even if it was a way player, you know, an opposition player, it shouldn't happen. You know, like not not in this day and age. Um, We're not in America. No, it shouldn't happen. No. Yeah, I am. You two aren't. Okay. Well, okay. The, the best two thirds are not in America. Was that better? The ball two thirds? The best. <laughs> well, that as well. We don't have to do our hair before this. But uh, I, I thought I'd join you. I, 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 I think on the miss, um, I, I do think there is a, like, there's a sort of confidence thing going on in, in the players' minds where oh, I've got to score, I've got to score, and there's a lot of pressure on them to score. And, Maybe they're overthinking a little bit. Maybe you know, sort of, maybe they're overcomplicating it. You know, and sort of just let them their own natural ability sort of just go and do its own thing by sort of muscle memory or something. You know, and um, I think there's something going on there, and I think maybe it'll click once it gets settled in a bit more. And that's probably why we don't start off well scoring, start the season as a bit more of a of anxiety. I, mean, I, I think to me, I mean, I think I put it in one of these subgroup chats. It was. Um, as glaring as Eli's miss, there was a miss that was actually worse than what you'd expect, and that was Corley's. I mean, I know he just come on, but mm. normally it's thinking he's he's not a paces, but he can normally hit it, hit it hard, and hit it on target. Mm. For some reason, he's sort of you know last minute or whatever it is when it came through or last five minutes, he just put this tame chip at the keeper just to get in Garth Cook's team of the week. I'll get into him in a minute as well. And and that was work from Morris getting up there and getting that header down, sort of and putting through. And I thought, geez, we're going to score here. You know, I was like, no. There you go. And those there were shots coming in from all sorts of angles and stuff like that. It was like 
it, was, it, it got a bit i think they realized it was, it's very hard to get at spurs you know when they were dug in and it was like take a shot rather than trying to work it in and i, I don't know but um we got started getting them on target anyway and that's half the battle you know i do agree with it uh... I do agree with what Mick said, though. Yeah, I do agree with what Mick said, though, and that, you know, there's a certain confidence thing there because um, the, the Woodrow chance as well, I think if if he uh, if he's a bit more confident, I think he takes that with his left boot instead of trying to get it with his right. And again, it's it's just li- it's just little things. It's just little tiny things, you know? It, it's it's, it's got to change. Small margins. Aspect. Yeah, it's the small margins, but unfortunately we're in a league that um, the small margins that were stopping us from getting points. Yeah, uh, Gavin, I seen a stat that um, I think we were in the same forest last year. I think we were in the same points stat of uh, and games played as forest last year. Mm-hmm. And you know, and when you look at the amount of players that Robbie Edwards has brought in, and the ones that gone out, there's a lot of figuring out to do there, and there's a lot of moving parts. And I think we're doing all the right things, and I think yep. it's it's going to click and. You know, we're, we're, we could find ourselves fourth or fifth and bottom, or even you know, some a bit more up. But we might not be in the actual run. You know, we start putting a few points together, and I think with Luton, it's always the way with Luton. We'll get points where we don't think we'll get points, and we'll drop them where we don't think we'll drop them too. Okay, right here it is. Mark this for anyone watching this, which is nobody basically. Man City <laughs> home, we win that game. Well, Wolves did it. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves that one was like, what the hell? <laughs> Coming out of Goodison Park. <laughs> Ander- Anderson sticks Holland in his back pocket. Nope. There's your prediction. Yep. Well, you know, um uh, like you know, just seeing that Man City are not the unbeatable, like you know, but uh, by God would need everyone to click first and um you know, but at home, you know. At home, it, it's going to come. I mean, I think some, you know, it's a couple of home games we've we've not got what we deserve. Some away games not what we deserved. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, with the games out of the way, I know we missed a few there, but it's been a lot there. So on to Garth Crooks batting. Well, as okay. we call him, Nick, we call him what? Cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Cunt. Um, that, that's all, all that really needs to be said. The problem. The problem now with it is, is that, like. Beforehand, fans were fans were talking about oh, Luton Sounds entrance into into their stadium for away fans and yada yada yada, and they're gonna beat Derby's total. But now, like that was just like social media, like fans just spouting shit, trying to get in, trying to get on other fans' nerves, really. But now you've got people who consider themselves YouTubers and shit like that coming out with obscene and stupid remarks, you know. And it, it, it Gar Crooks is, is, is has helped that because. If, well, if he can say it, I can say it, you know. And if yeah, he can say it, not, if he can not, say it, if he can say it, and he got so many views and so much hate, and people are clicking on it, then I'm gonna do it for my YouTube page because we'll get clicks. Like I could turn around and just say some obscenely fucking stupid thing and clip it and put it on all social media and probably get a ton of a ton of clicks. But what's the point? You don't really believe it. You can't really believe it. Exactly. I mean, Garth Crooks, though, he's supposed to be an ex-professional sort of pundit. I mean, I think we've seen some of the pundits. Not great, but I mean, I think the Luton News got it right. They said, okay, Garth Crooks had his little dig about Luton and scoring. Failing to be cut adrift. Failing to actually notice we're not actually in the relegation zone because we've been defending quite well for starts. There's a goal difference on that one. But then he goes on, named three Tottenham players in his team of the week. I know he's at Tottenham, but one, the goalkeeper, who made two saves. Two, yeah, two on target. Yeah. 
The thing is, I think he's doing it on purpose now. Like he's on. He, I think he's just doing it to wind up the Luton fans because he not like at the end of the day, he's. I don't know exactly how it works, but I would assume he's paid or gets some sort of bonuses or whatever on the amount that clicks into his articles. And he knows what by saying this that he's gonna get a response and he's gonna get clicks. And you're basically just you're benefiting him by going in and by clicking on these articles and by w- watching these or li- reading these articles. I think you're helping them. Bellin. I think he's just being you're, a bellin, you're No, he is. He's been a complete utter bellend, but he's doing it to line his own pockets. Where if 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 everyone just turned around and said, "I'm not clicking that," you know that you know um is just a Twitter site. Is it Sports Boyable or Joe? It's one of these websites that basically gives you like a clickbait um headline, and then in their next tweet says, "Click the link here," you know, to find out who or to find out what. And like that's 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 all Garrett Crooks is right now. He's that, you know. Click on the I link so I can get some money. I don't think he's actually getting paid per click. I think his base is right. Here it is. Can you pick your team of the week? Because his team of the week we've seen, he picks on those who have scored goals or any games he've actually read a match report on. And he's definitely getting some sort of incentive. Bad. This is supposed to be Facebook funded, and it's not. It's not Talksport. I mean, obviously Talksport gets professionals on, but it's uh, it's <laughs> really. Lazy journalism. Mark, Mark, Mark Oldbridge, Ronnie Rory Jennings, professional. I, I just mean his guests. You're supposed to do this, Nick. Professionals. <laughs> it's, it's lazy stuff. Like you know, I, um, you know, as you said, uh, Spurs keeper two two saves um, to make. You know, Kaminsky in the same game. I don't know, blood maybe ten or twelve saves. I think he made probably. I don't well, know. It's, it's, it's really outstanding one. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's it, you know, and, and it's it's just easy. It's always little old Luton, you know. Oh, look at them; they're an easy target, cheap hit. You know, I can get I can slag Luton off, and that's it, you know. And we're not the worst, you know. Right now, we're not the worst, and, and this teams have spent a lot of more money than us in worse shape uh, or in more trouble, you know, or you know, like that haven't been pulling off what they should be doing, you know. And, and look, we are where we are and we're, we're trying to do things within budget we're trying to do things smartly we're not trying to screw ourselves up for next season you know whatever happens and you've got to commend um 2020 you've got to commend robbie edwards to sort of what they've been doing and how they've been doing it and and i, I think we all believe that it's going to work but these uh, these people that know nothing about Luton town seem to think otherwise but you know hopefully we can make them meet their words that's fine I mean, I saw, so it was a Daily Mail article. I think everyone's seen it. It was basically, it was actually certainly the way we were going about things isn't too bad, but we were saying about three promoted clubs and saying, right, between us, we've got sort of um, nine points, which is the lowest there. And there's an Everton fans piped up and said, okay, well, this gives me confidence because I said, we can't be as bad as that. And then somebody said, piped up, yeah, but those nine points, half have come against Everton between the clubs. I've seen that. And, you know, as, as the teams that are down there, like, you know, you know, there's, there's, there's Sheffield United. I, I'd, I'd worry for them, and, and now, you know, um, just the way they are and the shape. I think Burnley might sort of pull away a little bit, um, but you know, there's a couple other teams there that could get sucked in. You know, Bournemouth and Everton if they don't well, get it right. Well, and, Bournemouth aren't so much as sucked in; they're right down there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Everton, mm-hmm. I said, yeah. Wolves, I think, could come in there. Forest, I know for, the Forest fans will say not a chance, but you look at them, they're not that far ahead. If we could finish, we'd be ahead of it, it is It is tight down the second half of the table. Like there's probably four points in it, you know, four or five points in it between 
like twelfth or something on down down where we are, you know. So it's not it's tight, like, and it could stay that way, like, because there, there could be just a top six runaway. Like, teams are going to start picking up points if each other is going to be crucial, you know. I think yeah. one of the like at the beginning of the season, we all we we all kind of sat here and said, I think most Luton fans would have said, we only need to be better than three teams. Yeah. You know, and I myself, I picked seven teams that I think will be there thereabouts at the end of the season. Three of them are the bottom three right now. Burnley, Sheffield United. Um, Burnley, Sheffield United, Bournemouth. We were obviously in that seven as well, so four. And then your three were Everton, Nottingham Forest and Wolves. And I think if it, if it, it if those, I think those seven will be set the seven teams that are going to be battling come the end of the season. And I know Forest have got a decent start, but I mean, if we pick up three points against them, then that changes massively, you yeah. know. And all of a sudden, you're, you're you're right in there. And there's another couple of teams as well. Like I know Palace beat United, but Palace I would definitely see being down there as well. Fulham have got off to a bad start; they could be there in, in or thereabouts. I mean, the way United and Chelsea are playing. Although they won on the boat, won on the weekend, but are we doubting them not being down there as well? Yeah. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Fulham are gonna, Fulham are gonna miss Mitrovic's goals and sort of his focal point, and you know, I, I think they're not too bad. Like they're, they're okay, but they might, you know, sort of if they're not scoring, like I don't know, but um, Palace, yeah, sort of, it's hard to know. It, it could, there could be a lot of surprises come Thursday, mm. you know, so. I mean, I think we're, we're massively up against it, but we're still sort of, because we're not conceding that many, and I'm sure we'll get to a game, we'll get absolutely stuffed at some point, because that's almost inevitable, it will happen. But if we can start converting a few of those chances into goals, I'm not saying we're all over teams, but we're getting enough chances to win. We get enough chances to score. Yeah. That's all we need. And and there's no one really pulling away, like in that bottom half, bottom seven or eight, you know, there's, there's not much of a gap yet, and that's the nice reassuring thing. So all we just need to do is keep going in the right direction, you know, hoping the goals start coming and, and tighten up a little bit at the back if we can and sort of a clean sheet would be nice, you know. And then Lil would be nice somewhere on the line even, you know, just to sort of, sort of give give the defence a break as well. But uh, I don't know where the nail's going to come from, but <laughs> it's, it's It's crazy because, like, We've obviously never been in the Premier League as as the Premier League. Obviously, we've been we've been in top flight football, but we've it, it's it's weird. Like the last time we were in top flight football, I was like ten, so it, it's weird now. Like I'm watching Premier League football. I'm watching Luton in the Premier League. I'm watching Luton in the top flight of English football, and immediately or even during the game, sometimes depending on when the kickoff is. You're on your phone and you've got an active interest in every other every other Premier League game that's on. How are Wolves doing? How are Bournemouth doing? How are Sheffield United doing? How are Burnley doing? How are Everton doing? How are Forest? Also, doing? also, some of us keep half around the Championship. And the um, as far as the Championship goes, I just like to point out the scum are one place above the relegation zone. In the league have they players. fired their manager? Not yet. Bastards. They give me a contract extension. Yeah, I said the end. Of, they gave him a contract extension. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I said. Yeah. I one said week. the end. Of, I said the end of September. Fuck. One week Wait. contract was it? Extension. <laughs> yeah, it's one, one week. of like your know, five day contract will give you an extra, extra week. They even said here's a contract extension. It's not different from the other one. But uh, uh, Gavin mentioned the last time we were in top flight. Uh, I think we we didn't win one away games. Uh, we did no. We're we're thinking, already... the closest we came. The closest we came as far as away when Des Walker scored 
his only game of his entire senior career in the 94th minute with a 35-yard goal. Yep. I I remember that game because I was listening to Five Live on a crackly radio in Leitrim, um, and it was not a great day. Like that was that was sort of the lowest point for me, you know. But uh, living uh, in Leitrim wasn't the lowest point. Well, no, Leitrim was actually all right. So, was... yeah, you live you live in a country that had tumblers for four years. I wouldn't talk about low points. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'm living in Mead now, so Jesus. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I, and and that's it. Like we won away. The away games are hard to get points, you know. And going to Goodison Park and getting points, and they were dug in, and they would have looked at us, going, "Geez, we'll we'll, we'll have them." I was on the plane um, over with a pile of Everton fans, and uh, I went to the back to the loo. I know the flights up and down. I had a couple of points before, but um, and uh, your man goes. Uh, that's a banker for us uh, today, isn't it? Like, I like, a banker for who knows? I'm a Luton Town fan. And he goes, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> they thought it was it's, a banker, you know? They, it, it's they, weird because when I was talking to Jared as well, he's like, oh, 3-0. I'm like, I actually think we're going to win this. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. This, this, this could kickstart our season. I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I, I just had this feeling that this was it. This was the game, you know? And as Robbie Edwards said after the game, they prepared for that whole week thinking we can win this. You know, we can we can we can get something here. And he was proved right. With two, but, can I say, two very, very dedicated goals. You know, like lock, who who other than Lockyer puts their head there? Put his head in front of a football boot against yeah. Spurs. It was it was leg in that case. It was the head of the Tottenham game, which got this loud. Yeah. Well, leg was or the head. He anyway, put his foot anywhere. Who, who, only who does separate. that? <laughs> who does that? Apart from Lockyer, no one else does that but Lockyer. Yeah. And then yeah, the worst the Tottenham game, I think he almost got his head in there. And it's um, mm. by the way, I actually watched that game. I was watching the pub. There a load of Tottenham fans in the background, and the Tottenham fans said, "I'd be pissed off if that was this loud for us." But it, uh, yeah, Adi Bio, Adi Bio was there, and he was jumping up, and he realised, oh, and he, he just shoves it. Romeo out of the way and he got the chance in the ball bounce he got he got his foot up and then that hit the crossbar and bounced back down and, and Lockyer was just ready for it and he just stuck his head in like and, and but my problem there. my problem with that goal being disallowed was if you look at the build up to that look at what Romero's doing to Adebayo look at like Romero's literally got Adebayo but by the shirt he's dragging him Adebayo uh Romero I don't know if he slips or falls or Adebayo moving forward makes him lose his balance oh, but he's it, going, He's, yeah, it was. It's yeah. going backwards. So it's either one of two things. You either let him pull you down, yeah. or you go like this, you create separation, and then you like to me, I, I don't see how like like the Tottenham fans were saying if that'd been this if that'd been our goal and was just allowed, I'd be pissed. I was, I was extremely pissed because you either do one of two things, you go down, hmm. okay, which you're told, oh, don't dive, don't dive. It wouldn't have been a dive, but it definitely would have been some sort of simulation because and we all know yeah. Adebayo doesn't go down that easy. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the chance that the referee's not going to give it anyway. The um the VAR audio was on Sky uh, Sky Sports uh, where they had the the sort of the, the, the show where, where they went through all of the audio and yeah. all of the VAR team were concerned about was it a push? And that was it, like really. And it's, it was, it's, 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 well, I mean, they're I, looking I think... at still frames. They're looking at still frames instead of looking at the whole thing. And we talked about this the other week, Nick, in that they don't have a clue what they're doing. They mm. they really don't. They're looking at a still frame rather than if if I'm watching that back, I'm watching ten seconds either side. Mm. Okay, 
there's the incident go 10 seconds back go 10 seconds this way watch the incident what yeah. happens and watch the full incident don't just look at the, the, the still frame don't just look at that because if you look at the still frame you see how the bio doing this it's it, like yeah. you put down a paper and you're gonna go oh, that, that's a that's a fucking that's a free well, I, th I think there's only one thing for this i mean obviously it's an incorrect decision so all options should be open and the game should be replayed because that's where it works now in the premier league isn't it <laughs> We're not Liverpool, buddy. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I won't like. Um, we had other chance to score as well, but like, it just, it's just one of these things, and like, stuff will go for us, and stuff will go against us. I, you know, I think it'll write itself out over the season. That's the hope. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go back and look at every single game that we played so far this season, and just tally up decisions that have gone for us and decisions that have gone against us, and see if it evens out over the course of the season. Because like we we keep hearing that you know like it's it's everyone's kind of general consensus is though oh they even themselves out over the course of the season are we really sure though like has yeah, anyone doing like even themselves out you get twenty to ten that's what they yeah. call even I think Liverpool are, Liverpool have had the most favourable for decisions haven't they and yet they're the ones who are fucking whining scouses on every single occasion <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it like the thing annoys me where it's very focused. It's like it's, you know, there could be something else, or and they they'll never hand they'll never figure out the handball part because it, did he move his arm up? Did he make it? You know, did he you know put his hand out or like uh, they'll, they'll never be well, able well, to basically it. var handball. I think we've seen is uh, what's the referee given on field? We'll go with that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's um, some have gone for us, some against us, some whatever. Yeah. But it was. Um, they might even even themselves out. In fact, the VAR hasn't got involved, but some of the VAR should have got involved in. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up there because we're up to about forty odd minutes anyway, and nobody's listened past about the first five. So it's, um, I mean, Ollie's just listening to the intro. Some people only want only watch the intro, yeah. So 